0: I'm Ann Wilson, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast.
1: Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, so I can't afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me in the Zoom room today to promote her new album, Fierce Bliss, please welcome the lead singer, founding member of Heart, and a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Ann Wilson. Hello, Ann. How are you? Hi, I'm I'm good. How are you, Pat? I am good. So, where are you currently? Where am I talking to you from? Uh, you're talking to me in
0: um, Palatka, Florida, which is close to St. Augustine, and that's
2: where I live now. All right, all right. And uh, I'm in Los Angeles, and uh, this is amazing how we can talk like this across country. Crazy. I know it's just so it's so futuristic now. You know it really is. Uh, So Anne, Fierce Bliss, it's your third proper solo album You have a couple of EPs in there too Yep How did this come about? Was this a COVID lockdown project? The songs were written in COVID lockdown, yeah
0: And um, But I managed to get together in the same room with my band and record Just by uh, observing strict COVID protocol, you know, like we were masked and all that kind of stuff because I have never gotten good results from sending files around and stuff. No, digitally. I
2: wouldn't.
0: Yeah, no. it's, it's just not the same, you know.
2: No, no. Uh,
0: yeah. So that's how we did it. We just were careful. We didn't sneeze on each other.
2: <laughs> we kept our masks on and we, we did it. And so uh, the upcoming tour, you got tour dates starting very soon. I think uh, I think May 4th might be the first tour date. Yeah, yeah. 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 May 4th in San Francisco. And That's I guess, you're, it, yeah. I guess you still have to observe all the protocols then too, at least for a while, maybe, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we go out on the road, we have strict protocol in our tour group. Like everybody has to be vaccinated. They have to prove it. We usually test everybody real often during the tour. Yeah. And if anybody comes up positive, that puts the lid on the whole tour. So we're very careful. And, um, the, uh, no one's allowed to just go out and fraternize anymore. You know, they have yeah. to stay in the dressing room. There's no catering, you know, you have to, it's all different, but, um, so far we've been successful in keeping it on the road.
2: And I guess this puts a, a hold on meet and greets and things like that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's too bad because that's one of the things that people really like, you know? And, yeah. uh, that's a certain connection with the audience that you don't get when you don't do meet and greets.
2: Yeah. I mean, but they will come back. Yeah, they will. They will I mean, I mean, it's great to come see the show, but to actually meet uh, your hero after the show, that's like a once in a lifetime thing for a lot of people. So hopefully that'll come back right. soon, as you said. Yeah. So this new album, cause I've had a chance to listen to it. I've been listening to it all week. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to um, discount your other two solo albums, but this feels more proper in a way. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the packaging or the whole vibe, but um, I'm, I'm really loving Fierce Bliss. And this first single, it just kicks the album off perfectly. Uh, greed. I, yeah. I love it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I think that this, this record, because it, of, of the 11 songs, seven, seven of them are new originals, you know, that's has something to do with it. It's not a
2: collection of covers. Right. There's a few covers on here, but for the most part, original tunes, who did you write greed with? Tom Bukovac. All right. And he helped, and he co-produced the album with you. Yes. Um,
0: all of the songs except for uh Gladiator and Angel's Blues which I co-produced with Warren Haynes
2: who you've worked with before you uh, he was on the Immortal album yeah. yeah great right. guy yeah um you also have a video yeah. out a very cool video for greed yeah uh the video for greed
0: came about because we uh we hired a an art student who i think he's uh He's still in school. I think he's really young. And we just said, if you have ideas for this, we'd like to see that because I wanted something really fresh. I didn't yeah. want to hire a bunch of professionals who charge like tons and tons of money and just give you a formula, you know? Right. I wanted to see what somebody young w- would do, just who's just learning the media and all that. And I like the video too. I think it's cool.
2: Yeah, it is cool. And that's good you hire someone young because. They get a fresh start. And then and then you you seem hip and cool also. <laughs> right? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, right. I love this lyric. I'm an angel, I'm a lush. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, it just, th- this whole song kicks the album off perfectly. Uh, the opening track is so important. And you nailed it with this one, for sure.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah, the opening track on any album, especially if, if you're going to listen to it Chronologically, like the artist meant, you know, yeah. the first song is really important because it's it either grabs you or bores you, you know?
2: Right, exactly. And I'm, a, I'm still an album person. I, I listen top to bottom. That's how I like to do it. Yeah. Yep, me amazing. too. Yep. So now there's a couple of covers here. The one that really caught my attention was Queen's Love of My Life. Bring it back,
1: bring it back. Take it away from me Because you don't know what it means
2: I never imagined that song as a duet and yet it works yeah it does and
0: and uh we took it way far away from the queen treatment of it which as you remember is is really sort of like chamber music and yeah the baroque and stuff and so my version is raw and and pretty straight ahead and that, and I wanted to do a duet with a man, but I didn't want somebody who sounded gruff and uh, like a Tom Waits type of a guy. I wanted right. an right. angel, so there was only one choice, and it was Vince Gill.
2: Vince yeah. Gill, and he actually starts the song. So I wasn't looking yeah. at any—I wasn't looking at any liner notes when I was listening. So as soon as his voice came on, I was like, "Well, that's not Anne. Who is this?" And then. But you're right he doesn't um he doesn't sound gruff so initially you're like oh wait a minute what's what's this and it's uh it's it's such a great duet i love this version
0: yeah me too i think it worked out great and vince was so generous i mean he just got in his car all by himself and drove down from nashville to muscle shoals where we were and uh you know just came in in his parka and sang the song, (laughs) got back in his car and went back home to Nashville, you know, very unassuming and humble. It was so great.
2: When you do a duet like this, do you sing it together or do you sing his part? I mean, your part, and then he comes in and does his part. We,
0: on that song, we sang it separately, Mm -hmm. but we rehearsed it together, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm sure that somewhere there's a rough version of us actually singing on the same, or, at the same time, you know, but we both wanted our vocals to be just so, you know, so yeah. we, we were able to
2: fine tune them a little. Now, if this song makes it into the set list, is there someone in the band that'll take Vince's part or are you sing it solo?
0: Well, it is in the set list already and I've just been singing it solo. Okay. But I've got visions of like going into say Chicago or something and Robin Zander comes out and he comes up and sings it. And then you go to a different city and somebody else comes out and he sings it. Maybe Vince comes when we're in Nashville. So who who knows? I'm open.
2: Now, you brought up Robin Zander and Cheap Trick is my number one favorite band of all time. And in 1988, 89, you and Robin got to sing together on Surrender to Me.
1: Is it that we've been together?
2: that song written by Richard Marks, that song, I still love that song. And the performance on that record is fantastic.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. That was a good song and a cool experience because we've been doing so much playing with cheap trick and we, we were all kids coming up together in the late seventies and then throughout the eighties when they had their big hits, you know, with, with, uh, with surrender and, um, the Top Gun stuff and all yeah. that. We we kept in touch, and uh, when we got together to sing on "Surrender to Me," we both were sort of flying high at that point, and it was yes. really great to meld it uh, to come out of our respective bands and meld it.
2: Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen Cheap Trick open for um, Heart many many times. You know, from mm-hmm. from the '80s on, and just uh, that's always a great double bill for me because being a fan of both yeah. bands
0: yeah it's almost like we're uh, brother and sister bands
2: yeah it really feels that way i I, yeah. I love it and i always have my fingers crossed oh i wonder if they'll sing surrender to me together but
0: yeah yeah but, well it always you know. comes up it always yeah. comes up whenever we we share a stage and uh we just haven't done it yet because it would take rehearsal you know right exactly exactly
1: bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
2: The name of the album, Fierce Bliss, where did that come from? Well... I was trying to
0: figure out what to call this collection of songs and this experience that I'd had making them. And it was just so positive. I just felt so good about it all, but I didn't just feel kind of good about it. I felt really good about it. <laughs> and <laughs> so that's, that's where it came from.
2: Perfect. And then to top it all off, you have cover artwork by the legendary Roger Dean, who we is best known for his work with yes or Asia. How did you hook up with Roger Dean? Called him up and wrote to him and said,
0: um, hi, (laughs) because I was, you know, kind of a fangirl. Yeah. When he was doing his work with, yes, I was at art college. And um, I was super big fan of his work, his fantasy art that just transports you to another world. And uh, so we we called him up and said, here's the name of this album. Would you consider doing an album cover for me? And he said, well, yeah, here, let me send you some stuff that I think might work for Fierce Bliss. And he sent what's called the Parrot on Ice, which, is, which ended up being the cover. Okay. And, and I really liked it. And he said, okay, okay, give it back now. I'm going to, I'm going to tweak
2: it. So okay. he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he does the Ann, the Ann Wilson, uh, you know, writing and the fierce bliss and it's just, it's so cool.
0: Yeah. And he, he, he pumped up the colors and he, he flipped the image over so that it was right to him, you know, yeah. and, uh, and added little things and took things out, you know, he, he just, made it for us. It was really great.
2: And what's great is I think this is your, your first solo album that will be released on vinyl also. So yeah. this, this image is going to pop when you're holding that 12 by 12 disc in your hand, it's going to be great. That's the idea. Yeah. So that if you're a vinyl collector and if you're listening
0: to it, you can hold it, open it up and pour through all the details and all of that.
2: Now, another song uh, that's a cover on this album is the Eurythmics' Missionary Man.
1: Yeah. I was born in a regional center. I was born from a regional sin. If I had a dollar bill for all the things I'd done, there'd be a mountain of money piled up to my chin. Be true to yourself, and you can't go wrong. But there's just one thing that you gotta understand. You can fool your brother. But don't mess with the missionary man. Don't mess with the missionary man.
2: So often when you cover a song, it's uh it's a song that was usually recorded by a man, is what I'm finding. And then you put your own twist on it. Yeah. What do you do going into covering Missionary Man by another great singer, Annie Lennox? How do you put your own twist or stamp on a song like that? Well, I I
0: don't try to copy Annie or outdo Annie or anything. I just right. sing it my way. But I like to give uh, respect to the original version mm-hmm. of the song. Um what I did with Missionary Man is I just inflated it, mm-hmm. just brought in gospel singers and Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and just made it just great big mega church thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it's kind of a comment on what's what's going on in America now with the religious right and the and the all that. And um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had so many people in the studio that night. There were something like thirty singers. And wow. Kenny Wayne and Kenny's dad and my whole band and me and hangers on and stuff, lawyers and everything all wanted to watch. Yeah. And it was a really big,
2: cool thing. And uh, I would assume for you, religion is music. Yes.
0: Religion is music. I've never been one much for organized religion. No. I think it sort of falls short, you know, um, of what spirituality really is, but Music—that's as organized as I want to get in terms of religiosity.
2: Yeah, putting a set list together. Now, again, you have three solo albums, you have two EPs, and then you have all your work with Heart. How difficult is it to whittle all those songs down to fifteen or twenty, especially when you want to focus on the new music?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it helps because it helps to narrow it down because not all the songs in the whole body of work translate to live. Yeah, I mean, some of them just don't. <laughs> they're studio productions that can't be reproduced or they're too many ballads for one show or something like that. So some songs just naturally take themselves out of the running and the ones that work really work. So, mm-hmm. so you, hone in on those and then try to get as many of the new songs in as the audience attention span will allow. Right. Cause they, they get, um, disappointed and discouraged if you don't do magic man, crazy on you, uh, Barracuda. Barracuda. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I want to do that for them. You know, I want to give them that. So that knocks force, four songs worth of time out of the running. So then you fill up the rest of the set with the best possible live experiences.
2: Yeah. When I, when I come see someone who's in a group, but they're doing a solo tour, I'm kind of forgiving if they don't play band stuff, because I feel like, well, I'm here to see Anne, So if she doesn't play this, this and this, I'm okay with that. But that's nice that you're trying to please everyone and please yourself. Well, I think you're a, you're a rare case, I think. Well, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. You, you can see the disgruntled faces in the crowd. If, uh, if you don't (laughs) throw down something now, do you pick the set list yourself? Are you, are you getting in some input from the band members?
0: I always pick the set list myself.
2: And they just have to deal with it, Anne.
0: Well, I've, yeah, I've been (laughs) doing this for a number of years now. So I, I think I know how to do it. Like how to, how to design a set that flows right and keeps people interested and excited and happy and keeps us interested, excited, and happy. Um, And uh, let's, let's not forget to mention the
2: promoters. Yeah. Happy, interested. Yes, exactly. (laughs) They got They want to sell tickets. They want the place to be sold out. So if word comes down that Ann's playing what, you know, all gospel music, People right. might not be coming out for that, but
0: yeah, a lot of the time in the, in, in the contracts when they hire heart to play mm. or me to play in the contract that says it has to be a certain percentage of heart material. Wow. Interesting. They don't necessarily hold you to that that much, but it's always in there, you know, wow. That's, they, yeah, that's Yeah. That's, that's how it is. You know,
2: I, I did not know that. So thank you for sharing that. Very, very interesting. Now, going back to it, when you said some songs just don't translate live. Has there right. ever been a song you can think of off the top of your head that you've always wanted to play live? And it just you could just never get it. Never get it to light up. Yes, exactly. I'm
0: sure that there have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some there were a couple of songs from uh the Desire Walks On era, mm-hmm. like uh, back to Avalon.
2: Ah, oh, great song. And,
0: um, yeah. it sounded so great in rehearsal and everything and everybody loved it. And then we got it out on stage and the audience was just kind of going, okay, when are you going to do Barracuda? When are you going to do Barracuda? <laughs>
2: uh,
0: Barracuda!
2: Frustrating. You
0: know, so, yeah. Goes with the territory. Yeah,
2: I really like how you take some of the big eighties hits from that era and you kind of strip it down uh, when you do it live now, like. I guess alone would be one that I really feel it's still similar to the original, but it's just, it's doesn't have that big eighties production. It's just right. so yeah. good. Like you really hear that. That's a great song, no matter how yeah, you that's- do it.
0: That's the, that's the truth. A great song is a great song, and you could do it just acoustically with a guitar, or you could you know, do it with a cast of thousands yeah. and uh, all the 80s glass and keyboards and effects and stuff, and it's still good.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I want to talk about 2012, the Kennedy Center Honors. Right, yeah. I mean, this is possibly one of the best live performances I've ever witnessed in my life. Oh man. I That's mean, a big well, I mean, you, I know you have to be humble, Anne, but I don't have to be humble for you. It's fantastic. went into doing that you have you you've got Jason on drums you got a choir you have strings how much rehearsal was involved I mean I know you you and Nancy know the song but how much rehearsal took place for that one performance um not that much really the day before
0: I think there was like uh three or four tops run-throughs and then the day of there was a sound check. Okay. And that's pretty much it. I mean, the, the choirs were being conducted. The stage band was reading charts. So it didn't just happen by magic. I mean, everybody knew exactly what they were supposed to do. And there were two choirs. There's like the smaller group. And then there was a big one and, um, really great stage band, you know, and, uh, And Jason, of course, and we had been working with Jason already in heart. We did this. We took him on tour with us and we did this, um, our heart set. And then he came on and we did another like 30 minute set with Jason of all Zeppelin stuff. And boy, was that ever fun. And so I think that that may be where the talent scouts for uh, Kennedy Center honors heard us do it and um, got the idea.
2: Well, you know, if anyone can, do the Led Zeppelin catalog justice. It's the voice of Ann Wilson. Could you see the guys from stage? Could you see uh, Robert and Jimmy and John? Or were you under the lights so you couldn't really see them?
0: Well, we were far enough away so that we we knew they were up there. We yeah. could kind of see them, but we couldn't see detail. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know that they were liking it or if they were hating it or liking it until right. I saw it on YouTube, like everybody else, you know? Um, so yeah. And then the Obamas were there and yeah. Stephen Colbert and David Letterman and Yo-Yo Ma, and just all the people that were there in the audience. It was very high, yeah. high strength, packed audience with I, uh,
2: luminaries. Yeah. And then when you watch that YouTube video and you, you see, first of all, they're so into it. They're like, yeah. they're really grooving. And then Robert gets so emotional. I mean, and then the song's so so good that it's released as a digital single. you can you can go get this thing on iTunes. It's just right. great. I mean, is, was that a high point for you to sing in front of these guys?
0: Yeah, um, and in front of the president too. Oh well,
2: yes, of course.
0: And um, yeah, it was a high point, and it was a experience that lasted six and a half minutes. So I know. Yeah. It's just, it's over like that. And uh, it's very surreal. It was almost dreamlike now when I think back on it.
2: Uh, well, yeah, you know, I can't say enough about it. You, you, you nailed it. I want to ask you about an, another big duet you did in the 80s with Mike Reno of Loverboy, Almost Paradise. Yeah. yeah. Now Mike was on the show and he told me that you guys did that in one take. And it mm-hmm. was the first take.
0: Yeah. Well, we both we both had rehearsed and we sang it a bunch of times before they rolled tape. And then when they actually rolled, we were warmed up and mm-hmm. we did it. A great and you-
1: song. It seems like perfect love, so hard to find. I'd almost given up. You must have read my mind. And all these dreams I say for real. now
2: And you've never sang it together since then.
0: I think, um, I think I remember singing with Mike again in Monterey or something mm-hmm.
2: uh,
0: when the two bands were on the same bill.
2: Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. Two great ones, Almost Paradise and Surrender to Me. Yeah. Uh, so the tour starts soon. The album's Fierce Bliss comes out April 29th get it on vinyl get it on cd i want to talk about well your album hope and glory there's only one original song on that album little problems little lies written with ben mink yes and that's my favorite song on the album oh, I, mean, I like all the, i like all the covers but that one is really cool
0: yeah thank you here i lie bleed in a bombed out
1: Reception, no more light to see. Screaming, hopeless questions. Dreaming about my own. Till a chopper comes from heaven to gather up my bones. Problems, little problems, little lies.
0: Yeah, I always liked that one too. And I wrote that about uh, uh, a vision of what it was like to be a soldier in Afghanistan, or or, or, um, at that time, it was probably Iraq. Yeah. And um, What it would be like if you got hit uh with an IED and you're you're lying there by the side of the road and you're dying. What would be going through your mind? You'd be kind of um I don't know, bewildered, I guess. Yeah. And the little problems of life would just be kind of slipping away.
2: Yeah. It's good. It's uh yeah, I can't imagine anything more horrific than what. What makes you yeah. think yeah. to write a song about that? Like, what makes that pop in your head, and you're and you're like, oh, I'm going to write a song about this.
0: Well, back in the day when that was written, I think that was 08 or something.
2: Yeah, or '07. 2007.
0: Yeah, um, that's what was happening. It was all over the news. It, it was, it was just uh, hard to believe how many people we were losing. Yeah, and how normalized it was becoming and i it's thought to me it seemed to me that that was just such a waste that people were just watching tv and or they're watching their favorite show like friends or something and then oh yeah a bunch more soldiers died by the side of the road oh yeah changed the channel i just thought that was horrific
2: yeah it is yeah when uh you know like school shootings and stuff like that. We just, they're just, when those things become normalized, that's not how it should be. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. 2018 the immortal album, Mm -hmm. you do a cover of Eagles life in the fast lane and your version is, has such a smooth, cool vibe. It doesn't even open with that signature guitar riff. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's one of those covers that if you don't know if you haven't read the title and you're just listening you kind of don't know what the song is for a while and then all of a sudden you're like oh wait
1: he was a hard-headed man he was brutally handsome she was terminally pretty she held him up and he held her for ransom in the heart of the cold, cold city He had a nasty reputation as a cruel dude They said he was ruthless, they said he was crude They had one thing in common, they were good in bed She'd say, fast, fast, the lights are turning red
0: Yeah, well, I didn't want to just ape the Eagles.
2: Right, right, because um, that would be easy.
0: Yeah, and I was working with, uh, on that record, working with Denny Fongheiser on drums and percussion. So I just said, okay, Denny, now you're going to be a percussionist. You know, you're going to break them all
2: out. And uh, <laughs> he did. With all the songs in the world, when you're looking for something to cover, are these brought to you? Like the band members, like say, and what about this? Or what about that? Or do you, do you just scour through songs that you love and you'd like to put your spin on it?
0: Yeah. I scour through songs that I love. They have to be songs that I'm crazy about, you know, that, yeah. that I feel like I, I can really get inside of. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe in the words you're singing or yes. else
2: we won't believe it.
0: That's right. Yeah. And I won't be convincing. So That's true. yeah.
2: Well, Ann, it was a pleasure talking to you. I look forward Thanks. to maybe saying hello to you uh, when you hit Los Angeles on May 9th or 10th. I would love to say hi. Right. Um, yeah, come on to the El Rey. Yes, it's yeah. a, a great venue. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that's going to be a fantastic show. Let me tell everyone where you can find things about Ann Wilson, Wilson.com. It couldn't get easier. Right. Yeah. Now, Ann, it's all I, there. It's all there. I always ask uh my guests to pick a playout song from the new album. Now we've already talked about Greed and we've talked about Love of My Life and we talked about Missionary Man. What song would you like me to end this episode with?
0: Wow. How about um
2: A Moment in Heaven. You got it. A Moment in Heaven. And why did oh. you pick that song? Oh, just it's a it's a good rocker
0: and it's it's a character song about the nature of uh, transient success and the Star Maker machinery of Hollywood. And uh, if you're a one hit wonder.
2: Yeah, that would yeah. be difficult. So, yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Anne, thank you so much. A pleasure seeing you, a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to the shows in Los Angeles. And for my listeners, go buy Fierce Bliss. And in closing, please enjoy a moment in heaven. Thank you, Anne. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye. All right, I'm signing off. Oh, there we go.
1: And she's buying a stay away to heaven. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader.